Blog Talk Radio. about was writing me about 
you know, politics, talking about stuff posted about black people, Democratic support from black voters is plummeting, okay? And they were just trying to tell me all this stuff. They don't believe it. And it may not be. I said, that's, you know, they hope, your hope. But then they start going on to different things. Because I said, I like Republicans concerning foreign policy and stuff like that. And, you know, what? I like Donald Trump, but I do Joe Biden. Sorry. <laughs> but it doesn't, I don't, that doesn't mean I like uh, uh, Donald Trump. My thing is I don't take politics personal. I mean, I don't take politics, politics is very personal but I don't take politicians personally. And I think that's a huge mistake that black people make. Black folks make the, they become so uh, emotionally tied to, especially Democrats, where they think Democrats are their friends. And I'm like, no, no party is your friend. Okay, both parties are very problematic, okay? Both parties have white supremacists. Uh, I, I, uh, I attitudes and different things like that. Part of the reason is like one of the reasons. I, I, one of the things I really, but I always talk about Yvette Cornell and Tone, Antonio Moore on here. But I don't always agree with all their politics. You know, I don't. You know, I. You know, there's some things I agree with. There's some things I don't. But I love the idea of ADOS and I love the idea of reparations. But uh, politically, I don't think black people have to lean on Democrats. I don't think they do anymore e- either. But, uh, you know, I also am open to Republicans and Donald Trump. With either party, you know, you're not going to always get what you want. But what places you on the map, the goal map? What what What's the long-term game? And, it, and listen, if people say, well, Republicans are racist, and I'm like, so are Democrats. <laughs> They're just nicer about it, nicer about it, okay? So, yeah, I um, there are several things I don't like about Democrats. There's some things I don't like about Republicans. There's uh, uh, it's just in how you vote. And there's certain, there's certain things I don't like about either party, but this person was, you know, they called me a MAGA, which that's what, the, that's what they love to do when they can't explain. You can't explain your um, – they can't explain why you're not going – with the idea of all black people having to like Joe Biden, you know, first black, you know, he. I was talking to this particular guy, and he he's on my page, and I just had time, you know. <laughs> but one of the things he was saying is that uh, what was he saying? He was saying every party is connected to some form of white supremacist because that's the excuse they use to excuse Joe Biden from his from his uh, uh, sympathy towards racists in the past. And I'm like, yes. If you believe that, then what are you caping for them so much for? You, the thing is, who politically helps your people more? And like I also said, I had talked about him, about Barack Obama not being a descendant of slaves. People really don't understand that when you say that. He was thinking I was saying Barack Obama wasn't born in the United States. That's not what I was saying. I said he's not a descendant of slaves. He's Kenyan. He has a Kenyan background. You know, it blows people's mind when they think about that. They're like, I'm like, he's not the first black American president. He's the first black Kenyan president. And Kamala Harris is a third, or some people say Jamaican, you know, a vice president. That's her heritage. That It's not the same as the descendants of slaves in America. And I've talked about this several, several times on this show. <laughs> it's just so interesting, uh, the conversation we had just back via uh, the Facebook page. And, you know, I had to laugh at some of it, but the whole thing is just because somebody 
doesn't agree with you all the time politically. Black people, you Democrats, you can go, uh, I'm not saying go for uh, Republicans, but I am saying explore other parties. Explore other, there are other parties. They're even who's running for president this year? Uh, year? Um, and he had Cornell West, and he has a lot of smart things he says. Okay, so there's you don't you don't just have to vote <laughs> those things, and then when you start telling black people that, then they start saying, "Well, it's a wasted vote." I'm like, what? I mean, so you bought into the notion that all you have to do is vote two parties, you know? Or don't or I'm trying to vote the lesser of two evils. There is no lesser of two evils. There's just agenda. Right? There's just agenda. You're taking, when I hear evil and all this stuff, that's personal. <laughs> and America is never, American politicians are, that's that's a falsity that anything about them is personal. Okay? They come and hug your babies and kiss your babies and stuff like that, but that's only for show to get you to like them because a lot of you guys are emotional and you buy into the emotional. Oh, he's such a nice person. He's such a nice But I don't really care about any of that. My thing is, are you going to carry out particular agendas that help black America and other people in America, but specifically black America because black America has had such a hard time in America, okay? So, uh, yeah, so that it was an interesting discussion. Y'all can see it on Facebook. I mean, some of y'all after in the end may not like it, <laughs> you know, because people that listen here say, well, Kalani, you like Trump? I say, yeah, I do like some of the things Trump. But a lot of people, a lot of the black people that people followed like Trump too back in the day, They was all of them was hanging with Trump, going to Trump's parties, in black entertainers in New York, and black political people, okay? Facts. And they say, well, he's changed. Not really, because y'all, he was, he was still, he was. I don't like what he did with the, um, oh goodness, what's the, uh, the five, uh, the five young men for Central Park. But um, a lot of white people, even on the liberal side, uh, believe those young men did that. Okay, so yeah, let's not play games here. Okay, <laughs> let's not play games. All right. So um, that's some of the stuff people love to. Uh, you out when we're talking concerning um, when we're talking concerning black politics and everything like that uh, um, Donald Trump because what's happened is the press has gone with a narrative with Donald Trump that's what I'm going to get because most people you would think like people start talking about Nazis and Neo. I'm like what? I mean every political group absolute power corrupts it doesn't matter what political group that is. I see that happening in the liberal side too. Not just it was once happening on the conservative side with George W. Bush and Dick Cheney, with neocons. Now it's happening. It's the neocons have become the Democrats, and I see them as absolute power corrupts. Now there's some things, a lot of things I don't like about Donald Trump, but there's also some things that I can get with, and I understand that he did a lot better on the political front in terms of. Um, in my personal opinion, foreign policy. That's just my personal opinion, okay? But, uh, hey, domestic policy, I think, for the most part, we don't understand by the powers that be, is set. <laughs> and so I think the only way we break strongholds of domestic policy is by um, is by uh, looking into 
um, how can I say it, into looking into uh, foreign policy and how we break certain foreign powers that help America live up to its best place, its best uh, thing, and sought and its best in sovereignty and truth. Okay, and then when we get rid of a lot of the globalist agenda, which we I don't think we will. It's easier to fight uh, domestic policies. That's my personal opinion, okay? But whatever. <laughs> All right? Okay, so you guys, so tonight when I get back, we're going to talk about that mass shooting that just happened. Oh, my God, just terrible, terrible, terrible. Right? Be- it's Scorpio season, okay? In Scorpio season, sometimes transformative things happen, dark things happen, um, you know, this my it's my season. I'm I'm a Scorpio, <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of great things can come out of Scorpio season too. So uh, we're gonna talk about that and a whole lot more, and just the craziness of the world. When I get back, meanwhile, let's start off with uh, what did I have up? Child, y'all know how I be doing. I have up something. Okay, I have up a song, and then I. Uh, and then I lose it. <laughs> All right, here's Janet Jackson's Slow Love. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a minute. I mean, no, sorry, not Slow Love. Janet Jackson spending time. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
one of my favorite bands. Oh my God, I love that band. Just listen, Jameer Choir. Oh my God, if I ever, <laughs> I thought about that's my one of my dream concerts is Jameer Choir. Okay, I have not been to a Jameer Choir concert. This they always look so fun too. Like one year, I am going to plan. God bless to travel to see Jameer. <laughs> Because I guess I have to go out the country to see them. <laughs> All right. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. That was uh, Jarrera Carr with two completely different things. I am back on the car travel show. Okay, let's get into this news out here because it is a mess, child, okay? This person is still on the loose, it looks like. Active shooter, situation in Maine. Hospital says mass casualty, mass shooter event. At least 22 people are dead following a mass shooting in Lewiston, Lewiston, Maine, okay? And these these people, they're so horrible because they always love around, like, holiday, close to holiday season. It's just like they want to ruin people's, uh, you know, lives and stuff around this, this time of year when we commemorate Thanksgiving. We commemorate, oh, we, you know, we know Halloween's there, but Halloween's our fun, you know, a fun uh, uh a holiday, you know, that everybody has fun on. But then there's, you know, the the other things that we have Thanksgiving and we commemorate the birth of Christ. So it's always crazy that people are just out here being nutty, okay? But uh, this is according to Fox News. It's at least 22 people are dead and 30 people are injured following a shooting in a main city that spanned two locations on Wednesday night. Fox News' Jackie Henrich reported, citing a law enforcement source, in a Wednesday night press conference, Maine Public Safety Commissioner Mike Susick, uh, Sushchuk, I mean, said that law enforcement is not confirming an exact number of victims since the situation remains very fluid. Uh, wow, that's wow. Okay, but uh, they're saying, um, okay, where is that at? Uh, let me see here. Okay, y'all, I'm trying to get this up here. Okay, it, uh. On Wednesday night, uh, Lewiston Department identified Robert R. Card of Bowdoin, Maine, as a person of interest. According to law enforcement, Card is a firearms instructor. Wow, okay. Authorities said that he should be considered armed and dangerous. Law enforcement is attempting to locate Robert Card, 4-4-1983, this is his birth, I guess, as a person of interest regarding the mass shooting of Shinsmiji. Skidjminji Minji Bar and a spare time recreation this evening. Lewiston Police Department announced in a Facebook post, cards should be considered armed and dangerous. Please contact law enforcement if you are aware of his whereabouts, okay? Lord, let them catch him. Don't let him hurt anybody else. Crazy. But in a bulletin released by Maine Information and Analysis Center, card is believed to be in the Army Reserve. Lord, it's always Army. See, that makes me question a lot of things. When I see Army shooters, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm sorry. You know, I know people say, it's not real with conspiracy, because people really trust the government like that, I guess, out here. But, uh, no, I don't, especially when we, I think we have, I don't believe American government is being ran in the interests of Americans anymore. And so I think we have, uh, we have powers that have been in Congress and all these things for the longest time, but they will sell their soul for money to the devil and everything else. So I don't believe they're in control, maybe of foreign entities and stuff like that. And there is a 
there is just this thing, in my personal opinion, you guys ain't got to go for it, and people can argue against me, but there's this idea of disarming America. And when you see nuts like this go in who clearly not only have mental problems, but evil problems, heart issues, you know what I'm saying, in the heart, evil, ugliness, um, spiritual uh, lack, you know what I'm saying? So when we, 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 we don't like to face those things in, those, in our country because those things, you think they're hard to grasp. You think it's easier just to say, well, let's get rid of a certain gun, but you're not, you're not understanding that you're spiritually bankrupt. And that's why we have these kind of things happening. And also we just have a spiritually bankrupt government. So I don't put nothing past nobody, okay? And, you know, these people can be, when I, I, when I see a lot of Army shoot people who have Army backgrounds, I, I just get, I'm not saying it's a government, but I'm just saying it just gets a little strange, okay? All right, so uh, it says, according to the bulletin, um, citing law, law enforcement, Clark recently reported mental health issues, okay? And now he's a gun instructor, so they should know he has guns in his presence, said, uh, which included hearing voices and threats to shoot up the National Guard base in Maine. Now, okay, y'all knew he was going to, he was talking like that and he was out, okay? But it says the passion of interest was, uh, interest was allegedly committed to a mental facility for two weeks during the summer of 2023. Now, he got out, and they weren't, they're not watching him, it sounds like, Okay. Authorities told residents in Lewiston to shelter in place and stay inside your home with doors locked. Police are currently searching for Robert R. Cord Borden. Cord is considered armed and dangerous. Maine State Police said in a Facebook post, if seen, people should not approach Cord or make contact with him. The shelter in place stands in Lewiston. A Lewiston Police Department confirmed the active shooting incident occurred at two locations. Uh, at 8 p.m., Maine, uh, Maine State police said in a Facebook post that there was an active shooting situation in Lewiston, a city of 36,000, 35 miles north of Portland. The Androscoggin County Sheriff uh, shared two photos of the suspect who was seen on surveillance cameras wearing a brown sweatshirt and holding a rifle, okay? A, lo a local hospital, the Central Maine Medical Center, said in an announcement that they are reacting to a mass casualty, mass shooter event. As of uh, 9 p.m., the shelter, uh, the hospital said they cannot share the specifics on the number of casualties, okay? Um, police, police noted an uh, area of reunification. Okay, that's something else. Okay, Re, okay, that is. Reunification at Auburn Middle School has been set up if people have questions about whereabouts of loved ones, okay? And they said White House President Joe Biden has been briefed about the mass shooting, Okay. Um, let me just say this. I've said it time and time again. They're going to be crazy. You just got to have, listen, like my, like the old folks say for, you know, for Christian people, you got to plead the blood because, you know, it's people out here. These people are crazy. It's a crazy world you live in. You can be going to the grocery store. You can be, you know, shopping. You could be at state fair. Like something happened a couple of weeks ago here in Texas at the State Fair. You could be anywhere and, you know, trouble and craziness break out. So, you know, just I'm just telling you all, we live in a nutty, nutty world that has nothing to do 
with people having access to guns. It's just that people have access to evil. And people have access to lack of accountability. And people have access to uh, uh, pain and hurt and all kinds of things, mental illnesses, and they're not going to get them checked, okay? It is what it is, okay? So, you know, that's just my thoughts on the matter. And prayers to the people who lost their loved ones tonight, okay? They out trying to have a good time on a Thursday. What is it? What's tonight? It's like Wednesday, Wednesday night. Trying to have a good time. People, it seems like they was at a, uh, uh, it was a bar and, um, and some people said a bowling alley or something. I don't know. But people out trying to enjoy themselves and here come this fool in here with a gun because he's suicidal and he's extremely selfish. And all he can feel is his pain goes in and hurting other people. This is sad. And, you know, what he don't know is he got it. He probably don't know he got a demon, okay, because that's usually what they are, okay. So, uh, yeah, very, very sad, okay, prayers for people that, because it's a very sad time for uh, just for that, those things to happen, okay. Um, let's just see this. Okay. Wow. Is this real? Okay, Biden administration greenlights plans to reduce western states' vital water supply. Oh, Lord. Actions will bolster water resilience across the West, White House climate Caesar says, okay? Uh, the Biden administration, and people, you know what, people have talked about water may be a problem in the future, okay? And, you know, I just see that as a powers that be issue, okay? Uh, but uh, But let me see here. Hold on. Y'all, you know, I'm trying to get this together for y'all because I'm on something else. Okay, where is it at? Try to bring it up. Okay, y'all. Okay, the Department of Interior, which has for months worked for the, with state leaders on developing water conservation plans, issued a draft supplemental environmental impact statement laying out two potential options, options a no-action alternative and the proposed action to substantially restrict supplies in the coming years. The proposal is designed to co protect the Colorado River system and two key dams in, the res in response to falling water levels, okay? Uh, today, the Biden administration is taking another key action to bolster water resilience in the basin states, leveraging historic investments from the president, uh, president's investing in America agenda to build a more substantial, equitable future for communities across the West, says the White House National Climate Advisor Al Zadi. Okay. Um, wow. Says the Colorado River Basin Reservoirs, including its two larger storage reservoirs, Lake Powell and Lake Mead, remain historically low levels. Today's advancements protect the system in the near term while we continue to develop long-term sustainable plans to combat climate-driven realities facing the basin. At the DOA Bureau of Reclamation, Commissioner Camille Callaman tooted. Okay, so it sounds like uh, in the future... Um, California's water <laughs> California, they're going to be very restrictive, restrictive on places across the West regarding water. Uh, to me, when here's what I'll say about this, and I and there's a, you can read this whole article uh, on um, Fox News, but 
here is what I'll say. I believe that's a reaction to to the environment. I think mankind um, are when we we. I don't think it's just climate control. You know what I'm saying? Climates have always changed in the world. Okay, that's nothing. That's not new. But I believe it's also spiritually how how man acts and nature responds. You know, man's been given dominion and man can't uh give it man given by man being given dominion, mankind, uh when mankind starts to lose its mind, <laughs> nature does too, okay? So I think nature is responding to what we've become as humans, okay? This is my personal opinion, okay? <laughs> I got a lot of my personal opinions out here today, okay? Y'all know it's always my personal opinion, all right? Uh, but very interesting, okay? So that we're going to keep a look, keep try to keep out with that, uh, keep talking about that particular thing and what they're doing there, okay? Um See what else we got to talk about here. Okay, this was an interesting article, and this is what the person got upset with me. I was talking about the other night. It says Democrats support from black voters plummets. Okay, this is according to American Insider, uh, MSN via MSN.com. It says political has reported poll numbers revealing that black voters are increasingly abandoning support from the Democratic Party. After a lot of hand wringing in recent years, election next month in Mississippi and Virginia, two southern states with large population, black populations, will offer one final robust re re going into 2024 on the extent of the slippage among Democrats, most reliable block of voters, political reported. Uh, The warning signs have been flashing. While black voters have hysterically leaned heavily on the left, President Joe Biden's approval rating among the voting bloc has been disastrous, leaving many in the party wondering what may happen in 2024. They're going to just replace Joe, okay? And they'll bring another white guy to the front, yeah, maybe younger or something like that. I feel like Joe's going to get replaced. Uh, what I'll say is this. Um, black people have always fell for the same tricks politically. Uh, hopefully they don't fall this time. Traditionally, we are a conservative group. We, You know, you'd be surprised. Black people traditionally most of the time have conservative thoughts about things conservative ideas about things and stuff like that. The problem is that conservative thought in America also protects uh, racism. And so and liberal thought acts like it doesn't protect racism, you know. I mean, liberal thought acts like, it, you know, it hates racism, but it is racist, okay. So liberal thought acts like has black people's friends and saying, we understand you, we this and that, but never do anything, right. Uh, but they're a little bit more open than the conservatives who claim to be spiritual and all the things that we can somewhat, as black people, relate to. Conservatives lack empathy in uh, uh, understanding the black uh, plight and understand. When Jesus, Jesus was a very much uh, a person with empathy and sympathy, especially for the poor and the and and uh, people who were exploiting them, okay? So uh, the conservative side has not shown that many values. Now, where has black people 
traditionally wouldn't agree with Democrats on a whole bunch of stuff, but because Democrats have been uh, kind, um, kind of giving black people in America this emotional uh, crutch that they're going to save them from racism, which is a lie. It's just a disguise they put on, and they never do anything. Well, black people have so it's like we we sold our our soul sometimes to the Democrats for uh, you know for nothing <laughs> for just kindness. Okay, so it, uh, I think black people are now are understanding that politics were never politics politicians are never meant to be personalized. You can have a friend that's a politician. You can have friends that are politicians, but you never personalize them when it comes to agenda and what you're voting on. We become too chummy with the political sphere, specifically the Democratic Party, okay, where we need to be more about the business of black America and ensuring that black America stays strong in in, in the future, okay. So it's very interesting, okay, but uh, I'm not surprised that. But they say in the meantime, former President Donald Trump continues to widen his lead over President Joe Biden in a head-to-head match, okay? Poe is America better off under Biden. But they said Trump, they, they're saying they should, that's a poll. Okay, I'm, I'm messing that up. Y'all ignore me, okay? Um, it says Trump is beating Biden 46% to 41%, with 14 cents being, 14% being undecided, which is up from 44% to 40% in September, according to Harvard Caps. Survey. So, listen, here's the thing. They're trying everything. The media, uh, I'm scared for Donald Trump because they are trying. They're, they're trying everything. The media, when the media turns on you, let me explain something to you. This is something, this is why I always tell people, when you see media go all turning on people and stuff like that, always take your time and listen to the media and be very, like I heard the young man say, the young man that was upset with me last night about this article, and he says, well, you know, uh, the Capitol, it was horrible. A bunch of officers got killed. And I was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> I mean, but, but I said, those officers committed suicide in a few weeks to a few months up to the situation, which is strange in itself. And it was only one person that got killed at the Capitol that day. But this whole narrative, that it was so violent and so this and that. It was no more violent than the than the uh, the uh, uh, the protest that we had for George Floyd the summer before. And some of those were so violent where Trump had to go to the bunker. Remember that? And people were saying the Secret Service was getting their ass kicked by some protesters outside. Listen, that was crazy. Okay. So listen to me, protests like that are as American as apple pie. Now, I'm not for violence, but America was built on rebellion, okay? America's constitution is even rebellious. You have the right to bear arms, and and you have a right to form militias. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's, the constitution to me says, yells, don't trust government. Why? Because why? Why? Because of America's history. America was ran by the crown, Right. And with Boston Tea Party and all that stuff, if you know, if more Americans understood their history, I mean, you know, they might understand stuff, okay? But, you know, America was born out of rebellion. So it's not surprising to me 
that when a bunch of white people feel like they're losing the America they've controlled, they march up to the, uh, and they don't believe that their candidate has won, has lost. It's not overthrowing the government to say, I don't believe you. I believe you threw the election. But they're changing that narrative in the press because the press is ran by big powers, big people, big money, wealth. You know what I'm saying? So it's never no more like the individual owners and stuff like it used to be years ago. So so you, it's agendas being pushed, okay? But um, that was not, a to me, violent. It wasn't it's like some of the things with George Floyd wasn't. George Floyd, that the protests all around America, that was American has apple pie. When people feel like their government is no longer paying attention to them, it's acting like a dictatorship, America's going to get ugly. That's facts. That's why they was building up fences and stuff like that. Remember after January the 6th, Nancy Pelosi and all them, instead of getting out there and being humble and being like, what have we done that the American people don't trust us? But instead, they're all so puffed up and arrogant, they start building protections for themselves. Well, really, politicians, that should frighten you when the American public goes nuts on you. But what they're doing now, in my personal opinion, is getting ready so that when the big stuff starts happening and Americans start coming together and brewing protests and going off and going crazy and stuff like that, well, they've already created a narrative out there. You will be tyranny. Oh, it's tyranny to protest against. It's this and that. Oh, you're trying to hurt the government. You're supposed to overthrow foreign entities or foreign governments if you think it's that, okay? So, But, you, you know, there are ways to do it, but you can do it through protests. In America's history, not all protests have been peaceful. Even the Civil War, the most bloodiest war ever. States succeeding from the Union, arguing over slavery and taxes and stuff like that. It got bloody. It got messy. Okay? So this is just what America's business, American stuff, okay? But I think they're trying, you got powers that be that want to change that narrative in America, okay? So um, I don't find those protests to be at all. The, the protests for Trump, when people are saying they didn't believe he won the elections, I believe there have been elections throughout American history that have been thrown they're going to be hard to prove. They're not going to be easy to prove. <laughs> you think the you think people are going to make it easy who are in power for you to find out that they've thrown elections? Please, no. Okay, you just have your conspiracy theories out there, okay? And then the press comes on and says, there's no, so we can't do there nobody, there's no proof, there's no this and that. Of course there's no, would there ever be? How about do an investigative the look that maybe where it could have been issued? Okay, but instead they act like those investigative things aren't happening. I mean, they didn't think that when when Hillary lost that year, they was thinking that she threw the election. Or oh, remember when Al Gore lost? I remember when George W. Bush was coming to power, and people during his inauguration, people were throwing eggs at the limo. 
outside protesting, talking about big oil, big money, and all that stuff, which was all turned out to be right. But people were acting a fool in. They were protesting George W. Bush becoming president. That is American, and it is people who know that black uh, most most Americans have a short attention span. So they'll sell you lies on a lot of these political channels because they know you ain't got you ain't look you ain't gonna be looking back at what happened during the George W. Bush era and all those stuff. Okay, so I just I don't think it's wrong to question. Uh, 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 um, wrong to question are crazy to a question elections on either side, okay? So I'm not surprised, though, that Trump's margin is increasing uh, more and more against Biden. In some polls, it's bigger than that, okay? And he's and Trump is, Trump is in court. He's barely had to even say anything, and he's winning. And I think the secret is too. There's a lot of people in different of different backgrounds who probably would vote for Trump. And he's a scary politician to the powers that be. Okay, not that he's that great himself, but he's better than what's been there. Okay, and so is I think Robert Kennedy a threat to that too. Okay, that uh, system. So it's very interesting. It'd be interesting to see how all that goes. Okay. Um, all right, so draconian uh, New York City mayor warns the draconian steps of migrant flows continues. This is according to uh, MSN.com via uh, Bloomberg. Handing out tips to migrants to allow them to sleep in New York parks might sound like a far-fetched idea, but it's an option under consideration, Mayor Eric Adams said Wednesday. Ooh, it's get cold in New York, too. That's crazy. The proposal reported earlier uh, by Wall Street Journal is just one of many potential solutions the city has considered has its struggles to manage roughly 130,000 migrants who have arrived in the city since April 2002. About 65,000 are currently in the city's care. Okay, disturbing Tense is not exactly the plan, but we're exploring all options, Adam said. Okay, listen, let me just say to this, and they said the flow continues at three to 4,000 a week. Listen, Americans, I saw a very interesting thing. I think it was on, is that Cornell had posted something? Let me put, see if I can pull it up here. Um, very interesting what she had posted. Uh, let me see. She posted, if she had a show tonight too, I'm going to listen to that. But she uh, posted, uh, let's see, who's the congressman? Okay, she posted from the Atlantic uh, article, The Hard Truth About Immigration. And she says on here, Yvette Cornell, the decades when American masses enjoyed the fastest income gains in the middle of the 20th century were also decades when immigration was near historic lows, okay? So do you hear what I'm saying? The decades when American masses enjoyed their fastest income income gains in the middle of the 20th century were also the decades when immigration was near historic lows. The 1965 law ended this era and caused a sharp rise in the number of immigrants entering the workforce, okay? 
logic and history point to the same conclusion as the economic data. That is why CEOs long favored high levels of immigrants and labor leaders such as A. Philip Randolph and Samuel Gumpers long opposed them. It also is why the architects of the 1965 law vowed that it would not allow more manual workers to enter the country. Um, and she talks, Jesse talks about, you know, got called xenophobic for years for telling the truth, okay? It says if the United States wants to reduce inequality, it's going to make, take a, it's going to need to take a con- honest look at a, content- a contentious issue, and this uh, immig- immigration they have down here, okay? Um, and this is on Yvette Cornell Breaking Brown's post. Um, let me see if you have Now that was in uh, the Atlantic. Let me see if I have the article up here. If I can pull that article up. So Americans were uh, had uh, had their best gains uh, when years where there's not an influx of immigrants. Okay, in years where there have been America's um, finances. This is an article from the Atlantic that you guys can uh, get. Okay. Uh, it says, that the, uh, it says uh, the bill that we will sign today is not a revolutionary bill, President Lyndon B. Johnson said as he put his signature on the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965 at the base of the Statue of Liberty. It does not affect the lives of millions. All that the bill would do, he explained, was repair the flawed criteria for deciding who could enter the country. The bill says, says simply that, from this day forth, those wishing to immigrate to America shall be admitted on the basis of their skills and their close relationship to those already here. Edward Kennedy, the 33-year-old senator there who has shepherded the bill through the Senate, went even further in promising that its effects would be modest. Some opponents argued that the bill would lead to a large increase in immigration, but those claims were false, Kennedy says. They were highly emotional, irrational, and with little foundation in fact. He announced a Senate hearing and out of line with the obligations of responsible citizenship. Uh, Emmanuel Seller, the bill's champion in the House, made the same promises. Do we appreciably increase our population? As it were, by the passage of this bill, Seller said, the answer is emphatically no. Johnson Kennedy Seller and the new laws, laws other advocates turned out to be entirely wrong about this. The 1965 uh bill sparked a decade-long immigration wave. Has a percentage of the United States population in this modern wave has been similar um, in size to immigration wave of the late 1800s and early 1900s. And it says, uh, in terms of sheer numbers of moving into a single country, the modern immigration wave may be the largest in history, okay? So the Atlantic has a very interesting article on this whole thing of immigration. Immigration, as we have been saying, it just makes, especially illegal immigration, brings down wages. These, this is why these CEOs and corporations are for this. We have to understand that America was built on free label, labor. Um, uh, black African American African black slaves, black Americans, black people, black slaves gave America hundreds of years of free labor, and America has never 
ever gotten over losing its free labor. Now it tries to do cheap labor, and it's in the uh, in the disguise of corporations, CEOs, uh, people who are wanting who don't listen. We are now enter, entering into a globalist time, okay? And what it is is no more. It's no longer about nationality because corporations, money, the power, the money trains don't no more have loyalty to countries. And politicians, they bought out, my personal opinion, they bought out a lot of politicians. So politicians are no longer working for the people but them. And politicians every day sell out workers and consumers. And partly because Americans have become less smart, less involved. Less political, right? And then we wonder, like, why is our wages going down? Why is this and that and this and that? Because we're not understanding. When they're getting raised who have an influx of immigration, I love, I listen to the show, uh, uh, I don't agree with everything he says, but I listen to the show, For No Fame, he's been talking about this. But it's interesting how they put this article in there. When there's an influx of immigrants, you're getting ready to, these corporations are getting ready to lower wages. They have a lot because they have a lot cheap labor to work with, skilled cheap labor. And the American public and the American voter is not holding these politicians accountable to hold these corporations accountable, okay? Okay, and so they're flooding now, with cheap labor, and what's that going to do? That's going to bring the American wealth factor, American uh, fin- um, e- uh, economics, uh, financial, uh, how's it, financial uh, salaries and stuff down, particularly of black Americans who are at the bottom because you're, people, you're, you're going to, that, it's going to be a problem. You're one of, you're one of the less skilled groups. Because of slavery and what slavery has done to you, and over the years it's never been addressed by America to give him. That's why people are asking for reparations. You are always fighting to come up, but when they keep piling these things against you, it's going to be hard, and you keep voting for it. So it's very interesting that they have that The Atlantic has the hard truth about immigration Okay, so we're going to read that And and keep a a look on that in the following weeks Okay All right, y'all Okay, so when we get back I'm going to, no, I'm going to talk to y'all right now About Breast Cancer Awareness Month, okay October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month It is, um a time uh, time when we recognize uh, breast cancer, and there's been so many strides in breast cancer and in the work that uh, people are doing all over the country, especially like Susan G. Komen, National Breast Cancer uh, Society, so many uh, things. I saw a pro, uh, thing out for the other day for black women, so many things out here. That have uh, that are helping black people. As a matter of fact, I mean helping not black people. Sorry, helping women all over who are dealing with this disease. Uh, I am in. I you know I got you know this contest. I think a lot of people did the Fab Over Forty, and they are even doing. uh, It's from. uh, Let me put this thing up here so we can, so y'all can look at it. 
Okay. They are um they are it's for, they have a two page spread new uh, uh uh new beauty magazine and you can win up to forty thousand dollars if you win uh, this thing So you guys are welcome to uh, vote on me There's uh, something on my Facebook page And I'll put it also on the Carlotta Chatwood page too Okay So I'm doing that Okay I'm I'm doing that But that's not what I want to talk to you about I've been talking to you guys The last couple of weeks About I've been going through something And I've been like on this journey And I'm like whoa You know um, And so I thought it is important That I share with you guys this because I know I have women that listen to me and um, who, uh, and I know there's a lot of, I have a lot of black women who listen to me and everything, and I want to encourage you uh, with my story, and hopefully it will help you. Remember, I told you guys I've been trying to go on the six-month boot camp, and I'm doing my health stuff and everything, which I normally do, Okay. Every for the last several years, I've been doing my memorandums like clockwork. Okay, you know, um, because I've had problems before in the past. And so one uh, one time I had uh, a couple of years ago, I think I talked to you guys about it on here, where I had a little bit of scare and I thought I might uh, something may be going on or something like that, and it turned out everything turned out okay. But they had been watching me for a moment. This year. Okay, right before my mammogram, because I was getting ready to go to have my mammogram done, and I did my, I do my breast exams and stuff like that. Well, I normally during my breast exams, I always you know because I got big breasts, okay, and they're dense. They always show up dense on uh, on sonograms and stuff like that. I mean on mam- on the mammograms, you know, it's always sometimes I usually have to have two. I usually have to sometimes have a diagnostic one or something like that, okay. And so this time as I was doing my own breast check, because it's important for you guys to do uh, breast exams, okay? I used to do them every other month, but you should do them monthly, okay? But I did do them every other month, okay? But um, I always squeeze to check to see if I, you know, if my discharge has changed color for my breast or something like that. This time I squeezed and it was blood coming out. Well, that's happened to me before, years ago, and it wasn't it wasn't a big deal, you know. It was like, uh, it's like a meta- I forget what it was, but they always watch the breast, okay, or whatever. Well, I thought, whoa, I haven't had that happen. So I squeezed again, and it was more blood. I was like, oh, <laughs> and so I was like, I knew I was getting ready to have my mammogram, and I said. Well, I'm not going to tell the mammogram people because here's the thing. I, I don't know if most people know this, but I didn't want it to change into a diagnostic because <laughs> they charge you for a diagnostic when you're doing your regular screening. Screening, I'm like, you, you know, God, I'm hoping I'm not supposed to tell that. But it's true because I, I, I didn't want to pay for it. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to go ahead for my, my regular mammogram or whatever. Went in for my mammogram and, and, and like, Clockwork, they goes, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, uh, do a second one, this time a more, and when they do a diagnostic one, it's a more, um, uh, usually it's a mammogram, it's a little bit clearer, that gives them a little bit more clear look at the breast and what's going on in the breast and stuff like that, right? And so I said, okay, because I'm used to them saying, okay, <laughs> you know, because I've got big ones and they, you know, calcification and stuff, I, they, I know they've been watching one. So, uh they and then I said, well, I better tell you this. And he's like, yeah. I said, I, you know, I've had some bleeding in that breast. And they go, what? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, we definitely have to do that. Okay. So when I come back in for the second one, I have it done. They send me out in the hall, and then the tech calls me back, and she says, 
did you tell me you had bleeding in one of your breasts after I'd done my second mammogram? I said, yeah. She said, I got to take more pictures. I want to take more pictures. And I was like, okay. She said, because, yeah, that makes a difference. Or whatever. So I'm like, okay, sure. Because at first, you know, I had finished, and then she was like, want to take more. So she calls me back in, and she says, we want you to have an ultrasound uh, because, uh, because um, was it the ultrasound? have the ultrasound first? I can't remember. Yeah, I had to go for the ultrasound the same day. We want you to have the ultrasound because we see something, and we almost missed it. If you hadn't told us where you're bleeding, we probably wouldn't have took the extra picture. I'm like, wow, okay. And I said, you know, we see calcification, but it's, there's something that's hitting here. And I'm like, okay, okay. So so I go take the ultrasound, and uh, I find out, hey, we want you to have a biopsy. So I'm like, whoa, I've never had a biopsy. <laughs> what do y'all mean? What are you talking about, biopsy? <laughs> right? I'm like, biopsy? <laughs> We've only gone as far as the ultrasound. What are y'all talking about, biopsy? Uh, there's something there. I'm like, and you can't see it. It's under mass. And so I'm like, really? What? So I go in for the biopsy. And uh, it, matter of fact, when was my biopsy? It was the week, the week, after, the week after I went to see Beyonce, right? Uh, all that stuff had happened that previous week, right? And uh, so it's so funny because again, we were—I I was supposed to do it at this breast center, and I was like, it was so expensive because I was like, no way, I'm not gonna pay. And y'all told y'all the story about how they—it was very expensive. I went to a diagnostic center that's cheaper, right? So I had it done, the uh, the uh, biopsy done, and while I was having the biopsy done, I'm in this room, and you know. They're doing the biopsy. The nurse is holding my hand because it's the, you know it's a it's an event that even though they numb you, it's still you feel pressure and it's still like, whoa, what is happening here? Okay, so um, I have the biopsy, but the moment I have the biopsy, I have an understanding. I kind of because I have the intuition about myself and I know when God is speaking to me, and so I had this feeling. I was like, okay, God, whatever's gonna be is gonna be. But I had this feeling that this is getting ready to be a different kind of journey for you. And so um, had the uh, biopsy a couple of days later. No, my my, uh, doctor the next week called me uh, Tuesday night, but I'm out to dinner, so I didn't see her call. She calls me late. And I get, when I get home, I see her that she's called, but it's kind of late to call her back. And she goes, hi. You know, I wanted to talk to you about your results. Uh, yeah, I'd rather talk to you in person, but I want you to know, <laughs> which I love my doctor. She's still, she's great, but she kind of gave me what I already knew. She said, I've, I've, put you, uh, I've put you with a breast specialist, which told me, uh-oh, this is not good. <laughs> right, because I'm like, you might not have said you told me, but you did tell me, right? And my friend is going, oh, no, that doesn't mean that you could have much. But I knew. I had already had this feeling. So the next morning, my doctor calls me, and she says, I hate to inform you, you have been diagnosed with breast cancer. So I was like, okay. I I, I already had the feeling. Uh, I was like, whoa. There's nothing like hearing it because you're like, whoa. Because I know, you know, I've known people who passed away from breast cancer. So I'm like, <laughs> I knew it, even though I knew there was something coming, I had the feeling but I still, when you hear it, you're like, what? <laughs> Hold up. 
what are you saying right now to me? <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay. And she's like, I'm so sorry to tell you this. I, I really am, you know, I've put you with uh, already to talk to, you know, a doctor and uh, a surgeon. I'm like, okay. And she, I said, well, what stage? Because, you know, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I get my memograms like clockwork, right? And she says, I don't know, I think it's one or two. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute, hold on now, wait a minute. <laughs> you got to know. But I think she was kind of like, it was kind of nerve-wracking a little for her. So I was like, so I called the imaging center. I said, my doctor's already told me I have a diagnosis. I need to know what stage this is in. And they go, you're stage one. Which I, and I already, and they, put, they said, pull up your diagnostic report. And I pulled it up, and I could see I was at stage one, very early in the game, okay. So I was like, my, my best girlfriend in the world, I have one of my best girlfriends, I have a few a crew, but one of my best girlfriends in the world, and she she had stayed, she had breast cancer last year, stage zero. Okay, so she was she had been walking me through all of this for the last couple of weeks. So even when she when I found out, she walked me through it. Man, I was like, what? What is this? I'm in. Where am I at? <laughs> and so you know, so I'm like, whoa. You know, I it, 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 I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I I don't, you know, it's a lot of things. My grandmother had cancer twice, lymphoma, but there's nobody in my family who's had um, breast cancer, except for a third cousin, like somewhere distant, distant away. So it was pretty, and I found out that a lot of breast cancer uh, patients, sometimes they have no history, right? But it was pretty uh, jarring. And to say the least, I had, I've been, you know, I, I can't really, I wish I could tell you guys I've been really strong about it, but I haven't. I've been, I, you know, I have cries here and there, okay, because I'm like, what is ahead? <laughs> you know, and so, but I'm also like, okay, God, you know, it is what it is. You, We, we got this, okay? So, and uh, one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to tell this story is, because black women, more, I had a friend who, when she was 29 years old, died of breast cancer. Back then, it wasn't a lot of stuff like it is today, you know, regarding breast cancer. Every, uh, I think Susan G. Coleman says, every 12 minutes in the United States, there's a woman dying of breast cancer. Uh, there's also, um, there are also, uh, uh, more black women who are affected, the mortality rate among black women passing away of breast cancer is crazy. It hits us a lot and we tend to we tend to find out about it late. And so I want to encourage you if you have not I even when I told my own mom, my mom goes, I haven't had a mammogram in years. My mother, I said, Well I suggest you better go do one because your daughter just found out she has breast cancer. You know, whatever. So my mom goes and gets a breast cancer. She hasn't had one in forever, a mammogram, okay? And some people in my family went to go get one. I cannot explain to you guys the importance of getting your mammograms because you get your mammograms, you know, even with my girlfriend who's at zero stage, early detection can save your life, seriously, Okay. Seriously, seriously, save your life. I can't. I would never have guessed. Now I was having stomach problems. I was thinking, 
and my stomach was clear. So I'm, I wasn't thinking uh, ever breast cancer. I was never thinking about being part of a breast, the breast cancer family, the pink lady people. Feel. I mean, I have been to breast cancer walk before years ago, but I never thought I was going to be a person with breast cancer. And so as I said, in the, I went to the doctor last week, the surgeon, and said in the office, and they're telling me, giving me my choice between mastectomy and partial mastectomy, which is what they do when they go in and pull out the tumor. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Whoa. But I already had my best girlfriend talk me, talk me to me. I'd been reading up on stuff, and I'd already know, because I'm a person, you know, I'd be like, and my grandma, she'd be like, you know, my grandma like, you got to read, blah, 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 because she, she had already been through it. It's still mind-blowing, okay? So, um, but as I sat there with her and, I, and she says, okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of weeks to think about what you want to do. Because they still offer you the mastectomy thing because, you know, um, a lot of women, it's, I think it's a 15% difference sometimes, if, you know, for reoccurrence and stuff if you get a, a mastectomy, okay. I mean a 15, like a 5% to 10%. I can't remember five to ten percent like less likely of reoccurrence. Okay, whereas if you get partial one, it's fifteen to twenty percent of re- reoccurrence. So she's like, I'll let you think about what it is you want to do and everything. But I had already been reading and everything like that. I said, Uh-uh, she ain't gonna be no thinking. <laughs> I said, I've already thought about it. I said, Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I said, We'll have this surgery. It's gonna be as soon as you can get me. <laughs> Because you know what I ain't playing. I know, I know how the cancers. I've already sat and I've, I've observed people with cancer. I've had people in my family. I've had people that survived it, and I've observed how they did. They they was fighting early, <laughs> right? And so, and I had a grandma that kicked cancer in the ass twice. Okay, so I was like, with God, you know, with God. So I was like, there is no, you know, you, we gonna do it right away. <laughs> right? So, so she was laughing. So she's like, okay, I'm, you know, definitely. So, um. So I go in for a partial mastectomy, uh, 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 partial, where they pull out the, uh, the the cancer, and they won't they'll know more about it at that time. But what she said to me that day, she was like, you know, she said, if there's a cancer that you can have, if there's anyone to have, I'm like, okay. She's like, this is the one. <laughs> this is good. Okay, this is good. We got it early. We got you here. We're going to try our best to get this thing, to get it under control, you know, what, and, and so you can move on. You know, and so and it's not, it takes time. You know, cancer is a journey. So, um, but, and I was glad to hear that. However, there's so many women who don't hear that news. They hear they're in stage three, stage four. And I know women who have survived in stage three, four, whatever, okay? Trust me, there's some survivors out there, okay, lots of them. All right, but sometimes women enter too late because they haven't they've been putting off a mammogram. Even my girlfriend who was di- diagnosed with stage zero, she had had three biopsies, and she said she was about to put off her mammogram, and she said something told her, don't do it. And she said her doctor told her, if you had put out that, you might have been in stage two or three when you came in here. So I can't explain to you guys how important it is to have early detection if you this this weekend all across America, there are people who gonna I'm gonna God bless try to, I'm gonna be in one uh, me and some friends uh, cancer walks all the breast cancer walks all across the country okay 
Go support the women uh, October 28th for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Register, help people, uh, help them uh, get the, uh, get early awareness out, screenings, mammograms. Uh, Susan G. Komen is having these walks all across the country. Uh, and if you ever heard the Susan G. Komen, her sister started uh, cancer when Susan G. Komen passed away. It's a very powerful story. Um, but please, ladies, please, and men too now, because remember, Matthew Knowles was diagnosed with breast cancer, right? Okay, so please, please, you guys, go get your mammograms, <laughs> okay? Go ahead, please do so, and also, if you can, join the fight against breast cancer, definitely do so, okay? Uh, even if you're just supporting friends or supporting loved ones, in memory of loved ones, we, I just knew a lady. I host this event every year. The, fa- the last couple of years, this fashion show event. And one of the things, Pam, Pam, Pamela, uh, Pamela Newton, she also put, donates money, a segment of the money to Breast Cancer Society. Okay, and uh, maybe about the year before last, um, a woman came uh, came up to me after the. Um, after Pam's event, and she said, oh, my God, I just want to say I loved you. I enjoyed you so much hosting this event. You're so funny, and blah, 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 blah. And she was just just a kind, just a really nice lady. Well, she was over uh, one of the volunteers for breast cancer, uh, the Breast Cancer Society, and she has been raising money. Pam delivered a check to her organization and stuff like that. She passed away. She was in the late stages. I didn't know she was battling. In the second year, um, when we did it, this is my third year doing it this year. Was it my third year? I think so, yeah, my third year. But the um, the second year we did it, uh, Pam uh, put on a very big dedication to her and stuff like that. And little did I know, that lady who came talking to me, who I didn't know she was struggling with it, and she was at the, you know, at the end, but she's out doing breast cancer work. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, trying to get rid of it. Little did I know that that disease would affect me less than, a uh, year and a half later. So, you know, life is full of surprises, okay? So I want to encourage you guys, I can't encourage you enough to go get checked. It can early detection save your life, okay? So please make that a part of everything you do. Um, I mean, make that a part of what your your health uh, yearly exam to have your yearly exam and to do monthly checks, monthly checkups. Okay, check your boobs. <laughs> okay, and if you can, please support the Susan G. Komen the walks that are happening this Saturday. Okay, if you guys have any questions, you guys are ready, welcome to hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page in the DM. Hit me up on Instagram in the DM <laughs> uh, if you have any questions about it. Or you just want to say, hey, Carlotta, I'm praying for you and everything. Thank you. I love prayer. Okay? And listen, ain't nothing get you closer to God. God know how to get you. Boy, I was like, you know, listen, I had, I was like, about two days later, it was quiet. I was by myself. And one of my favorite songs is by the Kirk Chorus Singers. And it's, it's, a, it's called For Every Mountain. And I tell you, listen. I listened to that song. I was like, Lord, it is what it is. I trust you. 
So, hey, I, I mean, I listen, I am not discouraged. I'm encouraged. I believe, you know, I, should, I always say I shall live and not die and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I, so I am, I am, this is a journey, okay? And I still have so, there's so much of it to go. And it's a journey that was very unexpected. <laughs> it was very, it was like very unexpected. Even though I had this feeling, it was still very unexpected, right? But it was, it's weird because God had already given me warning signs. Like I have a cousin who just had told me something a few years ago, which made me, it was a warning thing. And I, it's something she told me. I was like, okay, very spiritual cousin. I was like, okay, I better keep up my health stuff. I ain't playing. Right, and she's like, I feel like God. I'm supposed to. I said, No, I receive it, you know. So, but so I am so good. God, God was already getting me ready. I didn't really even know it, y'all. So, child, it is what it is. So there it is. That's why I sometimes may be on here. Sometimes I may not be. I'm gonna try to be on a lot for the holidays. I've already found out a little bit about treatment right now. Yes, you know, do I have to do radiation? I don't know about chemo yet or whatever, but I will. Share uh, my journey But I'm like Child if I gotta save I, And I just I had to laugh I was laughing with my girlfriend And I said I just grew my hair out. I'm just starting to grow my hair All out again My hair is getting really long <laughs> And my girlfriend started laughing We both laughing And she's like You better say it She's like You better say that shit off <laughs> if, if you have to <laughs> You trying to live <laughs> You know Or whatever So we joke about it And everything We just But listen And whatever The journey God, I pray I don't, but whatever it is, it is what it is, okay, you guys? So I wanted to share that with you, and uh, I, I mean, I for the, my little small group of listeners, I hope that you guys, uh, you know, get out this week. And, and if you have a loved one who's been affected by breast cancer or something like that, please get out, donate or whatever, register and everything to walk for this cause, okay? It's very important. And so, and you know, I've been mostly checking out my family members, you know, because my family, what I learned from my grandmother when my grandmother had cancer is we had cancer, okay? Everybody got cancer. <laughs> right? And so every, so different ones of my family members, it's affecting like, wow, they're like, huh? My mother's like, what? <laughs> and so my, and, and, and then my, uh, uh, my grand, my granny was like, when I first tell my my grandmother, my grandparents have been walking with me through the whole time. They've known everything from the minute I was getting ready, because them my, that's my heart. Okay, so they <laughs> and my husband knows, but uh, every but my grand my grandmother is very like you know, really, <laughs> you know, or what you know, and she's like, how do you know? Ain't nobody in our family got breast. I'm like, well, it doesn't have to be Jeanette. Wow. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I was like, and I was like, I'm trying to get, I'm getting ready to get a, try to get a breast lift. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta do, all, <laughs> I gotta do all this. So me and her laughed and joked about my grandfather. Now my grandfather, he is. Listen, I am his baby, baby, baby. Okay, so every morning my grandfather's like, Are you okay? How you feeling this morning? <laughs> For him, it's, he's wringing his hands, okay? Well, I'm like, Papa, it's okay. You know, it's going to be okay or whatever. Uh, it is, I mean, you know, uh, some of my family members will find out now. <laughs> and please don't be upset with me. But, um, uh, you know, I, I will talk to people, you know, stuff like that. Uh, my, uh, my, Both my favorite aunts 
have just loved on me. I love all my aunts, but, you know, my mom's sisters have just, like, I can't really even say. I mean, just called me and just loved on me the last couple of I mean, just love. I have an aunt that lives in um, uh, the Carolinas, North Carolina, and, I mean, she just loved. I mean, she just, I just encouraged and loved on me. I mean, we laughed. We joked. We had a good time. Then my other aunt, who is in KC, and she called me up, and we just we joked and we laughed. We talked about family stuff and all the stuff, you know. And she was telling me, "Hey, you can't be. You gotta be. You know, you can't be worried about other people. You gotta get stuff together and all this stuff." And you know, we just had just a real big discussion. So you know, it's been great. Uh, my grandparents, some of my grandparents, my mom's a little shocked. My husband's a little like I think he's still shocked. <laughs> I think everybody's a little bit uh, shocked. So, but um, but I think you know, it's I'm 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 cognizant of their journey too because I know that it is a it's not a journey that you will walk on alone. It's so interesting because um, there are I had so many ideas and plans that I thought. <laughs> was going to happen, and things that I thought was important, I was like, ah, this throws a monkey wrench in everything. <laughs> but, but, no, it really just brings more clarity to me about my life and life paths and, and, and who I am and um, what it is that I need to do or what is it, how I need to function and stuff like that. So, and... Um, the people I love that, that you know, it's just not just my family members, but I, I have people that I, I that loved ones who are probably listening right now who, you know, um, it is what it is, okay? And it's I think it's going to be good. I think in the end it's going to be good. And I think, you know, I said, you know, I got these socks. <laughs> they, <laughs> they said, cancer, you picked the wrong bitch. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> right, so I can listen, listen here, okay? I'm gonna be playing. I'm like, you know, I had already, because I already had a grandma who was a fighter, right? And who, I remember my grandmother wouldn't even let us, my grandmother was so adamant with cancer, she wouldn't even let us mention the word. She's like, the C word, child, I don't even, I don't even acknowledge it. We was like, what? She's, we'd be like, are you feeling okay? And she had it twice. Are you feeling okay? Are you, what? Am I feeling what? I'd be like, you know, because the, you know, can't. With the C word, bro, you don't say that word to me. I don't know what they not. What are you talking about? <laughs> and you know, and even when she got her hair, you know, shaved, and all that, she wore a little. She tried to wear some wigs, which she hated. And then, uh, even when I was in college, she came up to see me. Well, she, we should, after she was doing chemo and stuff, I mean, she was more entertaining my friends and <laughs> and trying to keep me from being. So here she is, almost twenty five years later. After two bouts of cancer, and she's eighty something years old. Okay, sit here talking stuff, <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, that is more than likely going to be me too, <laughs> right? All right, you guys. So, I wanted to share that with you guys, and we'll be talking more about uh, breast cancer. I'll try to have people on to talk about their stories, maybe, and also um, uh, maybe my friend will come on and talk about her story. And how I remember when it happened when she told us last year, you know, and we were like, "What?" We were all sitting there going, "What?" 
You know, we, we were, we, she's like, no, you guys, listen, hold on, it's okay, it's okay. And she says to me this year, she said, I didn't want to go through what I went through. She said, but I'm glad that I did because it was for you. She said, I'm here to help you through this. You know, and I was like, and she has helped me so much. I mean, everything when I go, and I have another best girlfriend, too, who's in Florida. Her and her mom, her mom was in here five years later, right, kicking butt, right? And my friend had cancer at the same time, a different type of cancer. She was at zero at the stage. Her and her mom had it at the same time. So when I talked to them, so and including my friend in Nebraska, so encouraging, so loving to me. I mean, listen, my friends have been awesome, okay, all of them. My, all my girlfriends, even Brandy, who used to be on the show, all, everybody has been so awesome, so loving, so supportive. I love y'all. Thank y'all. It has really helped me through a really, like, shocking but kind of, you know, up and down, you know, all, everything. But it it's all good, okay? So, you guys, when we get back, you know, we got to get into this celebrity stuff, okay? Yeah, no, I'm still doing jobs now. I still do what I got to do, okay? I'm going to talk about Beyonce out in these streets. Suddenly Beyonce's talking. Beyonce's talking. Y'all see Beyonce talking? Did you see Beyonce show? I ain't seen that Beyonce like in a long time. Beyonce showed up with that perfume to sell. <laughs> she, only, she only talks when she got something to sell. <laughs> We're going to talk about Beyonce trying to sell that perfume by these streets. And who are y'all people who would actually stick a, 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 a dinner with Jay-Z over 500K? Y'all crazy, okay? So seriously? 500, the only person I'll pick having dinner with for over, I mean, dinner with over 500K is Jesus. <laughs> okay? And Jesus, that's only one. Jay-Z, please, y'all wow, y'all, y'all talking crazy, okay? And we got to talk about TJ Holmes and Amy being spotted, all that, and a whole lot more on the CC show when I get back. Meanwhile, listen, listen to... Oh, what are we going to listen to? Child, I wasn't prepared to have you something, uh, have a song up. Okay, where is that? Okay. We'll listen to something upbeat. Y'all probably need something upbeat after that. Okay, this is, y'all know I love this song. This is Korean Bailey Ray, Closer. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment. I don't want to give you up. I don't want to hold you up. I don't want a million I just know that I've had enough I want you to travel with me Let it loose and let your mind go free Show you things that you never see But you just got to go with me oh, Your love is so good That I wanna show you 
For the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news, tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. All right, y'all. We are back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show doing late night hot topics. We missed my last discussion. Got some headlines for the archive show. Uh, I just announced that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. It's an early stage. This is really good. And it, it, oh, I didn't tell you guys what it was. It, it, it's people to get 
I'm telling you guys this is because I want to encourage women to get early detection, to do mammograms, and to be uh, checking, doing monthly exams because early detection can really save your life, okay? And also, I want to shout out to my in-laws. They've been my sister-in-laws. My, oh, my God, they've been awesome. My brother-in-law, they've been, everybody's been awesome. Everybody's been awesome really helping me through this, okay? So uh, shout out to y'all too, okay? Because I know usually <laughs> for everybody, okay? Um, and my girlfriend, she says, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, she says, so, my girlfriend, one of my girlfriends talking to him, she didn't need to come to the natural show with you. And I'm not, I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God, it's so hard. You know, yeah, hey, you know, now I feel like we should, we, we were wrong. We should not keep <laughs> Hilarious, y'all funny. <laughs> okay, so yeah, like you know, like, like now you're like, oh, oh maybe not. No, we don't keep it. Maybe never. I think this is good. So we're gonna all be fighting about, you know, now you guys are gonna fight if uh, over the show who wants to go. Like, yes, so. Uh, we shall see, okay? All right, you guys. I am back on the CC show. We are talking late night hot topics. Let's get in to some of this. Beyonce. Oh, God. She's unveiling the perfume. Now, Beyonce. Beyonce, you know, you want to perfume? You don't typically, I don't know, do you? But her new perfume presents C. Fenor. Child, I don't know. Um. It's, uh, in note, it's supposed to be shipping in November. Of course, Beyonce is in time for the holidays. Okay, so grab your holiday dollars. Because if you're innocent, it's just not enough. Beyonce now wants to take your money for perfume. <laughs> and she shows up on on her Instagram talking. <laughs> oh, you know she asked on the video. Let's take a look. Let's take a listen. Did we get it? Did we get it? Years of work. Years of work. I'm super excited. This is my same unboxing. And it's finally here after years of work. I wanted something to be monolithic. And I wanted something to have a little bit of intimacy. So right here you can see inside the sole of the perfume. All right, my first spray. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I actually spray this during the show a few times. Got to keep it fresh. And that is Say Noir. Say No More. <laughs> Chad, y'all be, y'all be getting hustled by her. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm the only, it really ain't. Not going to be no Beehive members at Bible. It's going to be us. He's going to have non-Beehive members that always end up supporting Beyonce, okay? Y'all, the Beehive members don't support y'all. You can ask for these steps. Okay, but Beyonce, here's my question. You can't talk no other time unless she's selling something. Like, you can't. Right? Right? Oh, you must have learned, too. I mean, they got you really like the album is dilating and talking. Like, it's like, she's like, Chuck, I'm talking to something out there, too. <laughs> I thought she was like, can't see, so she was like, what? I was like, look at the hall. I'm playing 
Okay, girl. Listen here. Say no more. I'm going to go see what it smells like, girl, because you're charging $160 out here for that perfume, okay? Seriously, you're going to say, allegedly, okay, out in the street, okay? And then you don't show up on line of puffy and fans, and then she's spraying and trying to feel something. Last time it was that uh, he did Ivy Park, except for that cat suit y'all had that one time. And I bought some cute pink shoes. Now, the last perfume heat, Beyonce, did it take years for that? Me ain't playing with I'm not playing with you. This perfume stinks. I'm coming over here. I'm going to be talking about you, okay? I'm going to be talking about you. First of all, I'm talking about you anyway, because you only show up. That, now, that, that lace room is good. Yeah, I love that blonde. Who the hell is good? Damn. Anyway. Well, girl, you only show up when you're in house because you got something to sell. Some people are going to notice that. If I'm noticing it, I know. Otherwise, he's just getting pictures. And you don't suck at people out here because it's Christmas time. Okay? That's all. Good time. Good looking out to be doing it now. Huh? Be doing it now. Smart. Hilarious. Beyonce is a trip. Beyonce said, I'm just showing up to sale. Okay, bitches. Okay, I'm not feeling up for none yet. I just, I'm only talking to them because I've got something to say. <laughs> That's why I'm Okay. I bet you be out here selling that perfume, selling that perfume. You might do an interview. You might do something with Gail or something like that. Jay Z is doing interviews now. I'm sure you got to come out for that female. Something's out there. All right, let's talk about uh, Jay Z talking about. What his thoughts on was his take $500,000 or should people want to have dinner with him versus 500 And what Jay-Z said just makes sense. I don't see what we're talking about. Why wouldn't they? Who would take five? Who? It's only celebrities doing stuff talking about they would uh, 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 spend dinner with Jay-Z. I'm like, please, y'all. Y'all crazy. Okay. I and then there's a couple of celebrities that said they take dinner with Jay Z. I'm like, I'm not that impressed with Jay Z. Tell me, he just to do that. So let's talk about it. Okay, and, he said, and then he said um, in this interview that you know why would you do it? The blueprints for free on my album and all this stuff. But let's get to this whole thing. What he said on CBS this morning. I'll tell you why his blueprint is all the plug. But you know, it is. Let's talk about Okay, here we go. Okay, y'all, let's listen. There's something interesting online, Jay. I'd love to hear what you think about this. If you had a choice between getting paid $500,000 cash or lunch with Jay-Z, which would you choose? You got to take the money. What I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Everything now I'm going to say. No, no, only because people say, of course you take take lunch with Jay-Z because the wisdom that you would get from him would would be so uh, beneficial to you. It would yeah. only be a matter. You but, would take the money. Yeah, because you got the you got all that in the music for, for ten ninety <laughs> nine. That's a that's a bad deal. I would I would tell you to cut a bad deal. Like, I don't take know. Take the five thousand. Go buy some albums and listen to the albums. <laughs> it's all there. If, if you okay. if, if you piece it together and really listen to the music for the words for what it is, it's all there. Everything that I said was gonna happen happened. Everything that I said I wanted to do, I've done. 
and there's the blueprint. The blueprint literally to me and my life and my journey is, is there already. Here's what I would say about Jay Z's blueprint: the blueprint of become, being a drug dealer in the hood and flipping that over into some money and stuff like that. Y'all better listen. Let me tell you, that's an old blueprint. Okay, there's no offense, Jay Z. Okay, old they not doing that hardly no more. Okay, you see who's up there in jail right now? What's one of them rappers? It's a, he died in, LA, in Georgia. What's some the boys that was in the game? What's the why is he why? God, who is who is it? There's somebody in jail right now for RICO charges and stuff like that. This is what they did. Listen, it's two drug them gang It's a huge out here left. Cartels don't run that all the way. There is no more Jay-Z stuff. That, that's an old blueprint. So Jay-Z, old blueprint, okay? They do, ain't no more Jay-Z and puppies and stuff like that. I'm talking about high school, uh, uh, not, uh, 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 not having not drug money allegedly out that that stuff ain't happening right boys that you just it, it might but I got it. Not, it's not too much of that going on it's not the money okay so let me just say this okay uh definitely take the five hundred thousand who the hell wins you should play these with like what speech you gonna tell me i say i see what the deal was so i can get it clearly okay don't they dump, dump somebody that you feel that you, you can't, that you know, that's not, you know, people you, they even kind of like, you know, I'm going to have to see y'all later. He dumped out of the people that he felt like you told them about, like Dane Bass and stuff. He went and he made deals with live nation. This is history. He got Beyonce to sign on that deal. This is history. This is movement. And you think, well, I wouldn't. Ain't a blueprint work hard. Mm-hmm. I just say JC's blueprint don't, okay? But I don't even know how to cut it. Who's going to take 500? Nobody. JC, I like. I like that you said that. JC, they got my food. Take the money. I tell you, I would take the money too. Why would you take, but Jay-Z ain't going to drop no, plus Jay-Z ain't going to drop much probably in, in, in a game. Just nothing I would be interested in with, with, uh, with Jay-Z in that manner, okay? No offense, $500,000. I mean, they say, Carla, would you like to spend, you know, $500,000? We got to give you $500,000. Okay, that's okay. That's because I'm dealing with it. Because the money, you know, I'll be up. Them finances be up in America. Uh, 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 you want to give them a mask? I'll be like, child, please. You can give me a choose. Can you do a fundraising? <laughs> I ain't doing no, I'm taking a five thousand. Okay. I'm taking a five thousand. I'm taking a thousand. <laughs> Take a thousand dollars on the deal with Jay Z. Oh, wait a minute. Not a thousand. Oh, yes, a thousand. I'm not interested in Jay Z. Nothing. Nothing. Jay Z don't tell me. Nothing. Jay Z don't tell me. That
Nichols. Major then began grabbing the right side of Mr. Gorey's body and prying Mr. Gorey's right middle finger off the phone, causing bruising and swelling and substantial pain. The Sally continued that Major then grabbed Mr. Gorey's arm and right hand and proceeded to twist Mr. Gorey's forearm, causing substantial pain to her finger and arm. The defendant then struck Mr. Gorey's right ear, causing a laceration to the back of her ear and substantial pain. After he retrieved his phone, Majors exited the vehicle, and Javori attempted to follow the action. That's when the defendant grabbed her, picked her up, and threw her back inside and sustained substantial pain, including a fractured finger, bruising about her body, a laceration behind her right ear, and a bump on her head, according to the filing. The filing calls into question a number immediately that paint Javori has, has an aggressor. In the time since the arrest, Majors' criminal defense lawyer, Kaya Chaudhry has alleged that it was Jabroy who assaulted the majors and not the other way around. Chaudhry also called the case a witch hunt, one in which is saturated with explicit and implicit bias. Majors has pleaded not guilty to four charges that were against him. A fifth charge of strangulation was dropped. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if Jonathan is he's innocent until proven guilty. That's my opinion, okay? But I am, it is strange, and listen to this, it was two allegedly directors, males, that came out and said Jonathan Majors had a problem, you know, with you know, allegedly violence in these suits. With me. I ain't saying it's true. I ain't saying these two men ain't had no beef with him. But now, when it sounds, when you have two men come out and say something instead of the women and saying the women were scared, I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky. And you got crazy out. Okay? I ain't saying he's crazy, but you know what I'm saying. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that these stories are not true about you. But maybe you would say. Well, maybe. You know? But I thought I no story. I might have been in the box outside here. And you would run around the side. Where I'm at. Now, now, I don't want to hear no regular deal. I do stories. Now, I'm hoping the dude is right. I'm hoping everybody, that people are lying on him. I'm just trying to set him up because he's such a good actor. And I'm wishing him a major death. He did it to a prison case. But. I will say, uh, the way she been running and, ca- and casting for him, girl, you better listen. You better be right. That's all I got to say. Okay, so Anthony, maybe you're talking about the here with DJ Andy. What are you talking about? In an interview with Carlos King. Oh, 
Air Comedian opens up about her affair with DJ Emmy that almost ended his marriage and claims she had no idea he was married. I said, she got a phone call from her wife. Saturday, red iron face off via Instagram on Monday. Okay. 
BET. This is what I see it on my post. I said, Tyler is now going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if BET ends up in the hands of foreign investors. As a matter of fact, I don't think they want anyone from traditional black American culture to have a major media platform like BET. They are in the midst of reshaping, repackaging, and rebranding the black American experience. Traditional black America has been used. Tyler does not fit the new narrative unless he sells out to that agenda. Meaning this, consumers, I mean, um, uh, uh, even though black traditional America has been a, our culture has been a, a global selling point for years, now these powers that be even more they, they said, hey, what if we change what black America means? Not just the sinners of slaves, but like we, we speak on Nigerian experience. We speak on the, uh, the, the Asian experience, the uh, Jamaican experience. And we just rub them all up in the big high side and call it black America. And let's ignore the mother of traditional black people. So we can have more selling points, like even the idea of saying hip-hop was done was over by so many people instead of saying, really, the truth is hip-hop was born of black America. It was led by black America, traditional black America, even though people from other cultures and other parts of diaspora contributed, you were not created in hip-hop. But there's a not the global agenda. It doesn't fit Black American thing anymore. Even though we've been a global selling point. And I think now these corporations say, "Oh, let's create something different. Let's create more selling points." And there's a lot of people going with it. You know, uh, Tyler, you would actually might still have BET. Uh, Go back to basics, and they can't have it. They want to have probably a whole like this, where forty percent of Black American television is Afrobeat, no offense to Avenue, but you know, twenty percent maybe Jamaican. They want to have a hodgepodge and kind of be, even though Black entertainment we used to have that in Black entertainment B but Black America was the host of it. It's still so global. They don't want to. They, they want to erase us. Is my personal opinion. So let's listen to what Tyler Perry is. This is. This is. Um, this is from Essence, by the way. Essence, which is interesting. Tyler Perry, who was uh, also the owners of Essence, who have a group. I forget the name of their group. Was also trying to go for buying BTT, which I'm surprised they didn't go for them because they would be considered foreign investors. Because uh, uh, and his group are from, uh, Essence brand, are from Liberia, the parts of Africa, okay? It says, Tyler Perry has finally spoken out about his experience trying to purchase a black entertainment television channel, which is interesting because I hear Tyler Perry owns like 20% now. Anyway, I don't know how true that is, but that was part of the deal because all his shows literally run BT at this time. So it's, it's surprising that they would make a deal with him. Uh, BET channels were Paramount Global, and the billionaire suggests that it wasn't pleasant. I was disappointed about it for a number of reasons. Terry said at Bloomberg's Equality Summit, her report from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. 
way it happened was disrespectful in a lot of ways. He continued, don't try to get me to pay for something that's not worth anywhere near the value. Case Perry also gave a form no when he was asked about his interest in securing ownership of BP if he goes up to selling it. God bless them. I'm still working with them. I wish them the best, Perry went on to say. Her AGC was pushing out. Also, Cyborg, Tyler Perry has just signed a major deal with Netflix, which is interesting. I wonder if this is signaling the end of a relationship at BBT. You know, he had the end of a relationship at own too, because allegedly people own wasn't like in the writing. He was doing it. But that's another story, okay? But he said, um, at Essence, previously pointed out, Perry still holds a minority stake in BBT. Okay, he does. Okay. That and they say he does own a percentage of BT, so that's true. And works with the network to house a large number of his productions. Perry and BT have been in collaboration for quite some time. So it would make sense to sell to Perry. And the deal the deal was bogus though. Listen, they want to maintain some ownership of BT. Sell it to Tyler Perry, who's already a minority state, for three billion dollars. It makes no sense. And BT's not worth that. BT has been a failed network for a number of years. But they want to be in when if Tyler was to rebuild it, rebrand it, rebring it back up. That's crazy. What you couldn't do, you want Tyler Perry to do, and you hold on to you. you. And what if he fails? Because it takes a lot to get advertisement as a black entrepreneur. And you can ask my mouth about that. All that stuff. Listen. What were you trying to, uh, you, they were trying to sucker Tyler. The overall, it seems as if the partnership has been a positive experience for Perry. Paramount Global President and CEO Bob Backish and BT Network President Scott Mills, okay? I think she recorded uh, by Essence on an August 16 report by Wall Street Journal said that Paramount Global dropped its plans to sell a majority stake in the BT league because the sale wouldn't result in any meaningful development. Uh, uh, the leveraging of its balance sheet. And I don't believe that. I, I would think he want to get rid of it, but they couldn't control the narrative, I don't think, with Tyler Perry. They want to control, I believe, my personal opinion, is the owners of BET still want to control the narrative, and they want to find an owner who will buy into that, who will have all those agendas play out on global. Tyler might not. Interesting. And if you look at some new programming on right now, I mean, it's just an interesting thing. I'm surprised it didn't work in here, okay? Uh, according to reports, bids range from around $2 billion to around $3 billion, including Perry, which was reportedly backed by aerial, aerial alternatives, okay? Um, let's face it, life is complex enough, so it's only right the parts so right we can control be stress-free, feel the ease of it, the most enjoy Implement self-care is no longer something we should listen more. Okay, that's something. I'm going to bring y'all a whole part of another article. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say this Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry made the right decision. I don't, wouldn't be surprised if BET, like Essence, ends up being sold to a non-black American, uh, traditional black American, because they will more than likely play the globalism game, uh, which... Let me just tell you, that tends to fail sometimes. I'm gonna let go, but I don't think these, I don't think these corporations and global powers are interest, are interested in failure. 
That's not what they're doing. They're social engineering, in my opinion. It doesn't matter if the, the ratings are lower. It doesn't matter if viewership or readership and stuff are down in some of these places. It just matters that we reestablish what this looks like and we convince them. We keep selling them certain points until they believe it's culture. Social engineering. So, you know, that's, and I don't think Tyler Perry fits in that in here, okay? Um, Child, now, y'all been out here talking about Samantha and Tyree. Tyree, so when I mean Tyree, she's going to come going off. <laughs> After Samantha talked about, now, I, I kind of get why Samantha, at first I was stuck because I was going, why is Samantha acting? Well, she's an early, she's a tough, she probably, I bet she has a lot of Uber in her trial. I do too. But it depends on where it's at. Uh, she is an October Scorpio. October Scorpios are very different from us November ones. And even I would say October 31st Scorpio Scorpios are right along with us. October 31st to and beyond Scorpios are different. Uh, that's kind of November Scorpio. But the ones before October 31st, you're a little different than the average Scorpio. I mean, like, you know, they're still Scorpios, but they're different. Because someone still should say, huh? Like, you great. I don't know. Uh, let's see what he's talking about. What Tyrese was not happy about her talking about uh, uh, reuniting. Okay, now listen. Because I said last week, Tyrese, I mean, he not even tell the truth. That doesn't mean I don't think Tyrese is a trick. I think Tyrese is a, a damn trick. I think he's hard to live with. He's hard to deal with. He probably don't recognize it. And he thinks he he's been listening to a lot of male speakers, so he feels real tough. He feels real good. He's got a but it's very interesting, okay? So it says Tyrese Gibson uh, has a heated retort after ex-wife Samantha Lee says she's open to reuniting. Huh. Tyrese has a lot to say about his ex-wife Samantha Lee suggesting that she would be open to reconciling with the fast ex after under the right circumstances. Lee recently spoke about her divorce from Gibson. That's wild, is she? 2020, just three years after the couple's marriage in 2017. If I had different people in my ear at the time, I would not have made that decision. And that's a truth what he said in October 16th live stream interview on the Hardly Initiated podcast. I was very, very hurt. I was very angry. I was extremely emotionally intoxicated. Okay, but didn't y'all try to get back? It's something weird to it. After an interview, we advise to receive wise counsel when it comes to making life altering choices and not leaning into impulse reaction. Now, she can also be a Scorpio, a dark Scorpio, who may be has a lot of religion, you know, a lot of not spirituality. I'm not saying I'm not that's what she is, but a lot of religion and not spirituality. It can be sometimes like a Scorpio can be highly religious, right? But since it's my daughter's father, so I would say that if we were both going to show up and we were both going to fight for it equally and sacrifice equally, like you know things that I needed and you know things that he knows he needed, I was the person she said. If we were both willing to fight and we were both willing to do certain things, then yes, no more wants to both have been interested. Okay, Gibson responded to Lee's podcast statement in a nearly so many Instagram live stream of it. You got it.
Congratulations, you went viral again over something else that you said because you're trying to build up your YouTube page and get your followers up. Listen, man, listen. If you had people in your ear that influenced you into leaving your husband and your one-year-old child, your innocent one-year-old child, we both were divorcee kids, grew up in toxic environments, torn in between our old family, new family, stepfather, stepmother. That's a life that we both lived. And you packed up a one-year-old, put a COVID mask on top of the rain cameras, and I was literally in an airplane on my way home to fight for my marriage and my family. You're heartless. None of your friends recognize you. This is all about money. If you had friends in your ear, you're lying, you're gaslighting, you're playing. The only person that was in your ear was your mama. Her name is Patricia Randolph. You didn't have people in your ear. The amount of people that was supposedly in your ear, you also had a whole lot of people like Aventer Gray, Taffy Dollar, Creflo Dollar's wife who married us, you had a whole lot of people in your ear telling you that you're about to do something stupid, impulsive, and y'all are actually not going through anything that would make you want to leave your husband. Let's go even further. When Aventer Gray and Pastor John Gray were having their own marital issues at the time, you arranged a therapy session with Aventer Gray at our house. And when she walked out of her therapy session, she walked into the foyer where the bumblebee is, and there was 50 boxes with like seven or eight people there packing up all the shit to leave the house. And I was in an airplane on my way home to try and fight and save our marriage. There's a couple of things here. It's very interesting that he said it was a COVID thing covering up a camera. What's a camera doing? <laughs> Kind of weird. Um, Tyrese is still in love with this lady, okay? Because uh, if he gets angry, she triggers him too bad. He he still he still likes this woman. He still likes her. Um, I don't think it's about money, Tyrese. I think it's about money for you. I think you're very angry. But baby, hey, and if she ain't right, tell him. Now, if I was Samantha, I'd tell him he can kiss my ass and have every piece. I'd be so mad if I had to pay three thousand. No, what I would do, I wouldn't let him have the money, but I would put it, let him know that it was going into a trust fund for his daughter and a certain amount going towards the business. I would send him the the thing every month and shut him the hell up. And then I think he would complain about that too, because really, he it's not the only person keep talking about money is you, even though she might be about money. But the thing is, not like that. I mean, Tommy talks a lot too, but Tommy doesn't like this one. Okay, so listen, other girl, he's too triggered. She is way too triggered when this woman 
shows up and says anything and says stuff and all these uh, things. And listen, people aren't perfect. People make decisions that sometimes don't seem crazy. And they look back on them and say, yeah, in hindsight, I probably would have saved it. That don't mean she wants you. That don't mean she wants you back. She might just be saying something, okay? And like he's saying, it's about your YouTube. It might be. It might be because Samantha is very much still out here, okay? Uh, why are you saying that? So let's continue this as well. I think you should just be quiet and. So if you have people in your ear at the time, they must. Because you look crazy more than she has. 
Why did you marry them? Why did you marry? Because if you attracted that, that says a lot. That says so much about you. If you were fooled, why were you fooled? You know, that's all I've been trying to say. Sometimes people, this is just, let's try to be messing, okay? Let me just say this, okay? Sometimes you just got to let go of the anger. And you got to let go of, it is, the situation is what it is. Man, and you can't keep arguing out here like he want to go to the judge. It's like, this is what Capricorn, it's another Capricorn this is, this is happening with. Martell. Martell has been going around here, and yes, Melanie ain't perfect. Melanie's been doing some mess too. That's why he'll be doing some mess too. But Martell is so angry that he's lost the family. And he won't see anything that, yeah, what, I've never heard Tyree say what could possibly be his fault. All I heard him say is I'm going to come home and try to save my marriage. What did you do, Tyree? And if I'm Samantha, Samantha, I don't know what you're going to talk about what you, you should have did and everything. Listen, good. Wait until right now, I don't know. And I do believe you probably did maybe you manipulated him a little bit, making him think he wasn't about money, you wasn't about this and all that stuff. But listen, okay, I, I know you probably did that. Maybe you did that and you made a mistake. Um, but, Tyrese, what about you? Are you going to take responsibility for your part of the marriage? Your bad part. Man, you don't come up and say, yeah, maybe I should have been things good. Maybe I should have been more observant. And maybe I, you know, hey, I, what lessons have you learned besides everything about being Samantha's fault? Because I know it ain't all Samantha. Hey, she done invited us in the group chat, you and Samantha. Maybe what is the deal here? What is your fault, do you think? And this is your second marriage, and you're living with a girl that you called once. When you broke up with her, and so now you're getting beguiling a little bit. Okay, I was so broke. Then you got back with her. So are you having a problem? And is your chooser messed up? It's like I said about Holly Berry. I said, it ain't really, you know, it ain't really all these men's fault. At some point, you got to look at you and go, I keep getting in these situations. How you keep getting in these situations? Instead of getting mad and talking about all these things, pay the $20,000 a month. Stop allowing your lawsuits. Stop focusing on your acting, your singing, all the wonderful, great things about you. Start building your character. Don't look at what Samantha did wrong. Look at what you did Because that's what me and do. Me and say, you know what I She might have been at my She might have been at But I need to look at me. She's here to teach me a lesson. And I'm not perfect. But what's the lesson I need to get out of this? What's the lesson of growth? I don't think Tyrese wants to do it. That's why Tyrese has relationships. He jumps into relationships because it keeps you from doing the work. I used to do this. It keeps, it keeps you from doing the work. And then you end up having to work out these things in relationships, which are harder. So my prayer is for Tyrese and Samantha that they find it and themselves. But mostly they get together and be able to co-parent. I mean, divorce happens, okay? But when it happens, you need to find out who's at. What was your part in it? Who was your part in it? That's how everybody get along. And, man, quit complaining about that $20,000. If you was working.
working on some music, getting music, and some acting gigs and stuff. You're going to be worried about that $20,000, okay? You're going to have music with me. And you're getting all climbed up, and you got all kinds of lawsuits going, and you're arguing with the judge. He's a judge. He comes in and they, uh, we're going to do a protest on the judge. You always get distracted. And I'm like, what that got to do with me? Now you're mad at the woman you were saying you was about to go march for it. Security is important. 
And the mother's boy, what you say? And yes, I see you famous. If I didn't see you as famous, that would be crazy. If I'm sitting here telling you, you, you are an idiot. Yeah, that's what I always say about famous men. Famous men, you crazy. If you don't think, if you need a woman who acts like your fame means absolutely not. Meaning in terms of this. You're in denial. And you're on, you're getting ready to get on the train. So you need women who just specifically care about, you know, who you are and what you are and everything like that. Expect to, they might act like that in front of you, but see what he's going to do. And there may be some chicks out there that just don't care, okay? But you can't afford, if you're a famous person, you can't afford to be with somebody who does not care about the career you have and what you do and how they will navigate it if they're with you. Okay, Tommy? Okay? And she was giving off, I'm just a poor girl in a little $12 dress, and I don't really care about how they do I don't really care. That, then you got to really say, okay, well, can you be with me? Because being with me is going to require flashing lights. It's going to require community. It's going to require uh, people knowing your name or people knowing who you are or people this and that. If you're my wife and this and that. So you got to be a little bit attracted to the lights to be with me.
person you should have showed kindness so that he would know. Okay? That's that. Show people who you I had to learn that about my life. You gotta show people who you are. Okay? And I ain't no way you were with a famous person. I don't want to be out here and be like, uh, if, I even, if I haven't seen one of your movies, I'll be like, well, dang, you know, I've never seen one of your movies. Maybe perhaps I should watch one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or if I have seen it, I'm going to tell you, I've seen it. <laughs> the team with you? Like, you ain't famous? I think I reached it. The team is that she
But what you can get as a human, you want to treat everybody with respect and sense of love and honor and stuff like that. But, you know, there's an old song, and I, you know, since I understand it, listen, I used to laugh at the song, too, called uh, Baby Faces. And, um, Pepper used to do, I used to say, nothing makes things happen. <laughs> but it's a song called Nothing Makes Things Happen, right? And in, this, in the song, they talk about all these scenarios that, you know, happens that people find love in the strangest of places. Things happen and all these things, imperfect things, affairs, relationships like data and real men dealing with our situations and stuff. And it's like, hey, uh, there's this one verse that says you can have a, a good heart with, a, you can be a, a good girl with a good heart and good intentions. Good intentions. You can never leave your home. I swear that ain't no provision. Unless they put you deep into the cell, they can change your mind around like a series. This is But people have different stages in their life where sometimes imperfect things happen like you and Jane. Imperfect things happen like Samantha and Tyree. And if everybody is just able to give, like look at Will. No offense to Will. Will is giving Jada some money. Okay, I don't know what they just trying to say, but they just out here and just like, we don't care what y'all think about us or whatever. Or, but one thing I can respect is it's like he's trying, he's trying to give her some room. And it may not look like what we, the safe lives that we all look like, it just looks like a hot mess. I know what it looks like. It looks like a hot mess, but most of y'all got hot messes. Not all of y'all, but a lot of y'all got hot messes that y'all just don't want to show like this. But really saying, okay, really saying, I, I'm going to support her even in the midst. I'm going to support her in this explosion of us. Because this is what we need to heal. It may not look good. It may not be a good look. And Will, listen, Will has picked a good time to do it. Will in Hollywood, he's the reason the biggest movie star in the world. And now he's at the other end of his career where his career is kind of settled. His life is kind of still, he's got a lot of money, she's got a lot of money, and he's like, hey, maybe we should just live in some truth here, and I should let Jada live in some truth, and I should live in some truth, and I just, I, I, don't, I don't find that to be, I see them as problematic, but a lot of people are problematic, and you just don't know it. That's what I got to say. Even with Tyree, it's like, give Samantha room. We have to give Tyree room. Listen, chill. Oh, 
she mine. But I understand that you give it, if you give something to others some room, it's okay. You know, one of the things I, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, and, and this has been a very eye-opening experience for me being diagnosed with breast cancer because it is doing, it makes me see life much differently. Or I'm such a quiet, you know, social justice person and stuff like that. But, you know, I know. My friend said, you know what, this for you. <laughs> he said, you need this. I know it's going to be hard for you, but this, 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 you know, this, this is you some Abraham. Like, you know, they were here big. This is some Abraham. And learn how to just be okay with the world and how it is. Be okay with people, everything, including yourself not being hurt. Be okay with the fact that, you know, you are mad. Be <laughs> <laughs> okay with it. Be okay with people around you and be a mess, okay? And learn how to have forgiveness and love and move on. You know what I'm saying? Because life is long when you make bad decisions, but it's also short when you don't recognize the lessons uh, that are important to you to live and to flow. And so, um, I say, man, people need to give each other more room. Because one of the things is, it's like I said, uh, like I listened to a couple of people, me on Spears, talking about some man and I like some of the stuff they say, I like some of the stuff they say, I like some But the truth of the matter is, the one thing that a lot of people sometimes when they talk about these, even when Jada Pink gets married and Will Smith, they, they lack the idea of love. That love is not always. Sometimes love is messy. <laughs> Sometimes love is a mess. I, I mean, you know, and I talked about here on time. I was talking about the story of uh, 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 Bill Gill and uh, Amy Grant and Ian Curtis Shatton, that whole scenario. <laughs> I mean, talk about this. And that was years ago. Understand, Nancy, I'm not, it's okay. We are just putting so much pressure as a society on people. It's just, uh, and, and listen, I understand the spiritual aspect of it. And the most important thing I can tell people is when you're in this confusion state and you're not sure about your life and everything, best thing to do is pray and seek God for answers, especially in your marriage. When you, if Samantha, Samantha, she should have sought her uh, in staff, and she thought she should stay with Tyrese. And, and it is what you should maybe you should pray. Because you, she's out here doing the Christian things now. Okay, so maybe you should pray for it more and thought God. But it is what it is. It's overhand. Okay, but in hindsight, I can see it's okay for her to look back. But I think Tyrese can give her a little room to express that. He that has a great, yeah, it might have been manipulated stuff like this, but she's telling you, okay? She's handling you her truth. Yes, yeah, I probably shouldn't be in there saying that. But she didn't. And you need to be okay and forgive her. Give her room. And, and Samantha needs to do the same thing with Tyrese. Okay? I'm tired, y'all. 
And y'all need to do the same thing and change the changes some great value and shit, okay? Oh, my goodness. I'm about to end the show, y'all. Man, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and listening to me like you do so much every week. I appreciate y'all. I really hope you young ladies out there, please go. I mean, uh, even if you're young, if you feel like you have things in your breast or some you feel something in your breast and stuff, go advocate for yourself to get a mammogram. Sometimes they'll tell you too young how to no, go get mammogram. Get yourself checked, okay? Make sure that, like I said, early detection can save your life, okay? All right. So, y'all, please do that. Uh, and also breast cancer. There's breast cancer marches happening. Season is coming all the 28th Saturday. So, please, if you in your city, if you can go to one of those marches, that would be great. Okay, to support the cancer foundation. And if y'all want to vote for me for the fab over the you can hit it up on my uh, Facebook page, and I'll probably put it on the front of the Facebook page. Okay? Yeah. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed my little talk, Sarah. It's not going to be a very good So, but you guys, have a wonderful rest of your evening. Um, let's see. Uh, oh. Uh, what is that? I have a wonderful rest of your evening. And I will try, I don't know if I'm going to be doing, I'm not going to be doing a show this week because I'm doing the CMG Coleman probably walk. Uh, so you guys, uh, I'll probably try to do a show maybe after this weekend or something like that. If I don't do any shows, then that means I'm busy, y'all, okay? Thank you guys for so much for listening and keeping in your prayers. And we're going to go out and, who's going to go out? Let's go out and, you know that I love you because I love
having a Facebook page. You can also hit me up on my Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy, right? You can hit me up on TikTok at Carlotta72. Is that what you mean for TikTok? I don't know. You can hit me up on threads. Um, you just going to have to hit the threads. I don't know. You can hit the Instagram, hit the threads, but I don't want to hit the threads. <laughs> and you can also hit me up on, I said, on Twitter, I mean on X, at uh, CTAPWood Show and uh, Carlotta72, okay? And uh, But the best place is the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook p- uh, page. Leave me a message or any. Uh, you know, different things like that, or you can leave me a message on the Carly's underscore galaxy, okay, on Instagram, all right? You guys, man, I, uh, what I want to say is this, um, I'm going to try to document this journey for you. I will be having fun with I'm really nervous, and I want you to know it's going to be all good, okay? So uh, you guys, uh, so I may have, you know, you guys follow me on maybe on my on my personal home, uh, my personal page, uh, and um, yeah. So I need y'all prayers, pray for me. So now y'all see what I've been talking about. Y'all been see what I've been giving it, okay? Hey, I appreciate prayer. Prayer changes things, okay? Prayer does. All right. Thank you so much, and I will. Be We'll be back on soon, okay? All right, and uh, have a good one, okay? I'm out. See ya. I'm going to go out with a lucky day. You want my love. See ya. Turn it loose